From the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the Senesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Senior Salute Radio. Senior Salute Radio is presented by the Estate and Asset Protection Law Firm of Victoria Collier. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to Senior Salute Radio here on Business Radio X, a special edition. We're broadcasting live from the Infinite Energy Forum in Duluth, Georgia. This is where they're having the Gwinnett Chambers Impact Regional Business Awards. And uh, Victoria Collier, of course, is the host of the show with the estate and asset protection law firm of Victoria Collier. And hello there, Victoria. Hey, Mike. Thank you. It's exciting to be here on location. It is a lot of we have, we have hundreds and hundreds of business leaders on the other side of this wall having the luncheon. So if it's sometime during the show it gets a little loud, it means the luncheon has let out and they're coming out here into the uh, atrium area. But I know you have a special guest with you today. I do, and that is Dan Wolby, who I've been working with behalf of my clients for years and years to do reverse mortgages. And so welcome, Dan. Well, thank you very much. It's nice to be here. Absolutely. Especially with this uh, big event going on here. So yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a little different. They're handing out awards, and, and congratulations, Mike, for being nominated for one of them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was a finalist. It's as far as we got, though. Hey, that's good. That's yes, good. it is. So, Dan, appreciate you coming out. And what I really like to discuss today is, is obviously reverse mortgage, because that is your specialty, and that's all you do in your business. That's correct. Okay. that's correct. That's all we do. All I do. Yes. All right. And I understand that we don't even use the word reverse mortgage much anymore. So can you tell me what the other newer, more cutting edge word is? Well, reverse mortgage definitely is not the one. It just wasn't a good name when it came out of the box <laughs> during the Reagan administration. But that's what we got stuck with. It's called home equity conversion mortgage. How you convert the equity in your home. Now, this is a program for seniors. Being able to take some of your equity, not all of it, but some of it out to use during your lifetime. And the beauty of it is that you never have a monthly payment. Okay. So whether you take out $10 or half a million dollars, you don't have to make it. Seniors don't need that monthly payment. Well, and we'll get to the details in a little bit, but mm-hmm. um, before we get to that, let's stick with the name for a second. So reverse mortgage is what we've, what it was called when Reagan brought it in, and now it's kind of been changed to the... Home Equity Conversion Mortgage, HECM. It seems to me, being on the outside of that world, but yet still intertwined with it, is I started seeing the change in in what it's being called after there was so much negative press because some people, seniors, because this is who it's for, were being scammed and things like that. But that's really been curtailed, and it's really hard to scam under this uh, type of program now, isn't it? Yes, it's been significantly changed. Not only are we licensed both federally and state licenses. The product has changed and there's no more, hey, I'll sell you a reverse mortgage, but you could use an annuity and an insurance policy too. That's been eliminated. So where the many places where reverse mortgage got a bad name, all that has been eliminated. Now we deliver one product, this reverse mortgage. It's very clear HUD program. When those changes to provide better protections for seniors came about, they actually changed the qualification for it as well. Is that correct? Yes, yes. So let's go through those details. How does a person qualify? When you say senior, what does that mean? And do they need to go through a credit check? And, you know, what are the credentials to qualify for this? Well, we're starting, we're talking about homeowners over 62. And if it's a couple, one of them has to be at least 62. And there are credit qualifications and there are income qualifications. And that's new. It's all new, yeah. When it originated, that was not a criteria. Right. When it originated, if you could fog up a mirror, 
you got the mortgage if you had enough equity. <laughs> so it's changed quite a bit. And you have to show that you have the ability to stay in your house. It's a reverse mortgage going from the last resort type loan. That's not going to save that person anymore. You have to be able to own your own income and possibly with some of the loan proceeds, but be able to pay your taxes, insurance, maintenance, utilities, pay your bills, and still have a minimum amount left over depending on how many people are in the family. So when you say the ability to stay in the home, you mean a financial ability to support yourself while you're in the home? Correct. And and you've got to have good credit. It's not a loan for a bad credit, a bad credit borrower. Now, there are ways around that. So before we get around yeah. it, what's considered a good credit? You can't have two payments over 30 days late in the last two years. Oh, my goodness. Right. It's, it's Which tough. is difficult for seniors who are struggling to actually, you know, who might have health conditions, disabilities, who are struggling to put food on the table. And, you know, they've been in their home for 30 years, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden they're disabled, and things are tight. Things change. Things change so much in the people I see, in my, the community I see. Now, in looking at credit, medical collections aren't counted against you okay because we find it's it's just part of the way the program is put together medical collections um, old collections those don't bear on you we're only looking at the last two years so many people had when the recession hit in 2008 never recovered Mm -hmm. so those debts aren't held against them in in qualifying for the mortgage so it's it's more of a current what's your current situation last two years so 62 or above the ability financially to stay in your home and take care of your taxes, maintenance, insurance, mm-hmm. and good credit. Yes. Okay. And so you said that, you know, a benefit of it is is pulling the equity out and using the equity. Can people who already have mortgages on their homes qualify for a reverse mortgage so that way they don't have that monthly ongoing payment like you were talking about? Yes. Half the people that come in have mortgages. I mean, this is a pure 50-50. Half the people have paid for houses that want to be able to draw something out of it. Half the people have existing mortgages where they want to just stop the payment. And if that's all we're going to be able to do, and we tell them that up front, and often that's just enough. Just stop the payment. And that's where I was able to benefit my family a bit. Uh, When my father was still alive, he had some astronomical medical bills that they had negotiated a monthly payment. And... They also had a mortgage, and um, so I had talked to my parents for years, mind you. It took years um, (laughs) to show them the wisdom of getting the reverse mortgage to get rid of the mortgage payment they had every month so that they can better pay the medical as well as their other living expenses. And the objection that my mother had for years before she finally did it was, well, the, the women in the garden club say it's a bad idea. And so I said to her, um, how many women in the garden club have one? Well, none of them because it's a bad idea. And so what objections do you see? Because obviously none of them had experience with it. So none of them could truly have an opinion that was worthy (laughs) of listening to. But what are the objections you hear and whether they are, you know, have, you know, have clout behind them or not, if they're valid or not. Yeah. Well, the... <laughs> I mean, Henry Winkler is attractive, you yeah. know, I mean, to the older generation. Right. So you see the commercials and you're like, well, he's trustworthy. I should get one. But nonetheless, there's still objections. So what there's do you objection. hear? <laughs> well, first, let me say, this is really about cash flow, seniors cash flow, where your folks were struggling to make that payment on the, on the medical debt and still having to make the uh, mortgage payment. This is 
totally a cash flow issue for seniors to be able to meet all their expenses, meet their demands, and have and be able to stay in their house without having that monthly payment. Because so, bottom line is, you ask any senior, they want to stay at home. They want to stay at home. Right. That, that's, that's number one. Okay. Nobody says, I want to move to a senior living place where right. I hear people all night long. So the objections we hear, we hear often from the family, because you know every dollar we give mom or dad is a dollar fifty that the kids aren't going to get. So we get into that dynamic of who's living in the house. Is it just mom and dad, or well, we got my daughter and her grandkids live here, and that's not what this is for. This is for the seniors, family members, and just the word of mouth. You know, there've been over a million reverse mortgages made, but the negative influence that it started out with back 30 years ago, it just persists. It's like you, it's hard to stop a bad one good situation, and, and believe me, I can't think of any bad situations we've made reverse mortgages, but they help families just make it's a difference in, in how they live so the the negative connotation is always there one of the objections i hear specifically with those that don't have a mortgage on their home already is from the senior themselves and these are generally your older ones like the the greatest generation age mm-hmm. is i don't have debt on my property and i don't want debt on my property um and so but it's a mindset change that has to happen there it is because you, you know, I don't have debt. I don't want to have debt. But do you have any dollars in your pocket? Mm-hmm. And you know, your refrigerator needs replacing, and your car needs fixing or replacing, or your roof. And they don't have the cash to do that. Mm-hmm. So, just think of it as being able to take some of that money out of the home, the home you've worked your whole life for, as a savings account, being able to take some money out to use it. And that's as you know, because I try to send many clients to you. Um, is that you know they come to us from the legal side and their biggest question or or statement is you know save our assets i want to stay at home uh, how can i pay for long-term care and we do a lot of questions and one of those is well where do you want to get it at home how are you going to pay for it well i don't know, I don't know. and uh <laughs> and so you know what we try to explain is that you know you've got this resource it's not it's it's housing you but it's not working for you mm-hmm. People are just so familiar with traditional lines of credit that they do that, um, but then they've got that monthly payment monthly, every month. I mean, that's that's ground zero. No monthly right. payment. Right. And it's there are four different ways to take money from the reverse mortgage, and one of them is a monthly payment to you that you set. And there's another one called tenure, T-E-N-U-R-E, that will pay as long as any borrower is in the home, pay you for as long as you live there even if you overdraw the loan. So if your mom lived to 120 and your aunt lived to 110, take the tenure because it's never going to run out. It's just like Social Security. This is a government program. The HUD is behind it, and they're going to continue the payment. And what are the other two methods? I'll take lump sum Mm -hmm. amounts or a credit line. Lump sum being you can take up to 60% of the amount of money that's offered to you in a lump sum, usually to pay off an existing mortgage or something. And then the other one, one of the more popular ones, is the credit line where let's just say we made you a loan of $100,000. Your house was worth maybe two hundred. made you a loan of $100,000. You really don't need it, but it's there as like a, a check in the top drawer. So you pull it when you need it. You pull it. it when you need it. You need $5,000 to pay your property taxes and something else. Mm-hmm. You go get it. And you send the form into us and by law, it has, the money has to be in your account within five days. No money ever gets missed because we uh, get a voided check at the closing 
So when you make a request for funds, it only goes to your account. And and no interest is accruing on the line of credit option of balance outstanding unless they take something out. Right. But more important than that, and this is where people don't know, let's just say you had a $100,000 line and you took $5,000 out for fix your car. You've got 95000 left there. And today's interest rate is, say, 5%. Well, we are charging you 5% on the money you took out on that 5000 But what most people don't know is on the 95000 it grows. It's not interest. Nothing here is taxable. But it grows under the program. It's called Guaranteed Credit Line Growth. So that 95000 is going to grow at 5%. I did not know that. Right. And so next year... It's going to be a hundred thousand dollars. So it equal it basically um, nets. Yeah. From what you, the interest rate is on what the outstanding balance is. That's cool. That, that's right. And so, I work with financial planners a lot. And when I first walked in to do business with them eight or nine years ago, I was the reverse mortgage guy. Oh no! But when I told them about <laughs> this, this one thing, this credit line growth, kind of just blew the doors open and said. We'll listen to this program because what if seniors run out of money? What if they've got a stock portfolio and they're withdrawing from their minimum with minimum required withdrawals every year? What if they start running low? They've got this house. So the way we look at it is the sooner you set up the reverse mortgage, don't take the money out and let the credit line growth happen. And if you ever need it, it's a lot more there than when you started with. Yeah. You know, I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find 5% anywhere else. <laughs> That's right. That's um, right. Even the, you know, some of the properties aren't growing Look, that well, uh, fast a, anymore either. And that so, l- one more thing, that that happened even during the recession when rates are, when values are going down. That credit line growth maintained itself. It's based not the not on the value of the house, but the interest rate and how much is in the. Yeah. Didn't mean to interrupt. This is Senior Salute, and I am Victoria Collier, and we are listening to Dan Wolby explain to us the new rules on reverse mortgage. And when I say new, I'm not sure that they just came out, but they're newer Newer. than 30 years ago when uh, the original reverse mortgage was introduced. Right. And so, Dan, if someone has a reverse mortgage that um, they got under the old rules before these major changes happened, um, can they somehow convert to some of the more favorable rules, like that lifetime income? That you no, know, that's always been there. That's, that th- one's that's still been on there. every loan. Okay. If, if uh, someone with an older reverse mortgage, they can go back and have that change. These four ways of delivering the money has always they've always been there, and anyone with a reverse can go back to their servicer, and if there's money left in their account, they can always switch to that. Okay. And so if you took a lump sum before, you can switch to the lifetime payment if there's money if still there's money if there's still it. equity in the home. Right. And is there a maximum amount that someone can pull when they originate their reverse mortgage? Um, I know before it was based on the value of the property, their age, and those factors. And, and, right. Their age, the interest rate. The maximum loan is like $635,000, but you'd have to be... 120 years old and have a million dollar house to get that so that's you're going to get a percentage of 635 is basically if that's the limit in other words the the changes in the program through uh, the obama and the trump administration are basically you're going to get somewhere between a 48 and a 55 percent loan depending on how old you are loan to equity value yes loan to value uh, going back just briefly, when the first start, when the program first started out, if you were 100 years old, you got 100%. If you were 62 years old, you got 62%. Well, those have just changed dramatically. 
because HUD has experienced some loss over the program. And that's what uh, both the Trump and Obama administrations have been doing, shoring up the program to make it to make it be able to last. They couldn't continue to lose money. So that's why the changes have been made. And why are they losing or why were they losing money? Is it because the market crashed? Yes. And I don't mean the market as in securities, but the housing, housing market? Housing market, housing market. Uh, people had someone bought a house for $25,000 and all of a sudden it was worth 250 and grandpa got a reverse mortgage and pulled out $200,000 because they were lending too much and then when grandpa passed away five years later the house was worth 18000 again where it oh, wow. should have been and HUD had to pay <laughs> HUD had to pay the $250,000 claim to the mortgage company so there was huge losses it was uh, so there needed to be some more uh, alignment of the risk and the risk and how much money was being let out and that's what's going on now. You'll find over the years the HUD insurance program, the HUD insurance program changes. You know, I've, I've been doing FHA loans for over 40 years, and some years it's a lot, some years it's a little. They have to keep a mortgage insurance fund full of money. Sure, and you said earlier that you haven't really ever seen one that you didn't think was beneficial for the family. Can you give us some examples of uh, families you have helped and in what ways were they benefited the most? Oh. You know, those feel-good stories, that you, which is what keeps you doing this. Yeah. No, I haven't seen one that's not been beneficial. I mean, every one is just mom and dad or mom in the house and the kitchen's old, the plumbing's old something needs to be updated it's harder for mom to stay in the house the way it is going around her shortcuts to make the hot water work in the bathroom or this one doesn't work but to be able to fill in those gaps in what the house was really like before so she could actually stay there stay there the whole point is to stay there and not only that but when it's time to sell the house they've got an updated house it's in a much better condition and more marketable for her to sell, whether she wants to sell it or if she stays there till she passes away, for her heirs to sell. It's a much updated house. Now, I know about 10 years ago, I was hearing a lot about um, people getting a reverse mortgage on their primary home and then using the proceeds to buy a secondary home. Is that still allowed and happening? Yes. Okay. Doing, doing one now. Okay. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with nothing that. Wrong. If somebody wants to buy a second home near their children or on the beach or in the mountains, you can pull the equity out of your regular home through a reverse mortgage, not have any monthly payments, and then reinvest that into another home. That's right. That's okay. right. So there's no requirement against that, but you were saying that they cannot pull the money out and invest it in an annuity or a financial well, product. If somebody's going to invest in an annuity, we ask the questions, let's see it, because we're trying to avoid someone paying a high commission for a senior taking the money out of a borrowing money to buy something that they're going to pay a high commission. It's just trying to protect the seniors. The whole goal here and all these changes in the program is to protect the seniors, make sure that in the example of the credit line growth, it's going it to be hard fought to find a better investment than leaving your money in the account, right. not taking it out. So right. if someone is buying an annuity, we want to see the terms of the annuity. And the underwriters can deny the loan they, or just say, Make sure you realize you're paying this and this. So they can do it, can if, do it. if the annuity is in their best interest. For example, in our firm, we um, I have a separate business called Red Feather Financial, and we focus strictly on long-term care. And so there are some people who would, for example, get an annuity with a long-term care rider on it. Correct, correct. So as long as it meets the best interest. Best interest of the senior. And okay. long-term care is... A best interest of the senior. Great. It's really good something. 
Well, Dan, what else do you think people must know about reverse mortgage and um, how it can help? Well, what they need to know is that it's a safe program and that it's not just talking to the great salesman on the phone or having the guy come into your living room and sit. Everyone that gets a reverse mortgage has to go through a counseling program, through a HUD-approved counselor, that here's the story too. And here's their story, like why do, why do you need this? And to make sure it's a good product for you. So if someone was thinking about a lump sum taking all the money to fix up letting their son buy a house in another town, you know, the, uh, the counselor might say, it's not really the what the program is for. Yeah, it's, it's not going to help you. You're still broke, Grandma. So, What if somebody has dementia and their power of attorney agent is trying to do that for them? We will only do a power of attorney. We have to get a letter from the doctor of the, the borrower to say that when that power of attorney was put into effect, that they were fully competent. How would the doctor know that, given that you know that's a moment-by-moment situation? Well, they might not get the loan. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I mean, we have loans. So basically, it can borrow them from getting the loan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then it has to go to a guardianship. They still want to do it, and the power of attorney is not acceptable to HUD, to our underwriters. I have seen guardianships. People go through the court to get a guardianship that that would work. So, again, the goal to protect the senior. And power of attorneys, I've even seen where somebody wrote the power of attorney, one of the children wrote the power of attorney that morning. And so, here's the power of attorney. Let's do the loan because they wanted to get the cash. Right. Doesn't work. What about if, you know, a lot of seniors place their houses into trust to protect them in the event, for example, they ever needed nursing home Medicaid. Can they do a reverse mortgage if a trust owns the house? Yes, there, there are trusts acceptable. So before we close the loan, the closing attorney goes to make sure the trust meets all the guidelines of FHA. So trusts don't eliminate people. Okay. So sounds like obviously you've been doing this a long time. Uh, you keep up with the rules. Um, is there a difference between using an independent uh, agent such as yourself versus going to a big bank in a box? Most banks don't do them. Reverse mortgage companies after the recession of 2008, the big banks, the big insurance companies pretty much all pulled out of it. And it's done by specialty mortgage firms now. Great. You won't find the banks doing them. Well, Dan, how can people reach out to you if they want to explore if a reverse mortgage is right for them and, you know, how it could benefit their family? Sure. It's a brief phone call. I can fill you in. But my number is 770-984-0125. And I'm happy to just spend a few minutes with you and just answer some questions. And, Dan, do you have a website that people can check out as well? I do. It's a long one. Call my number. Okay, just call the number. Call 770-984-0125. Great. Well, thank you. We have been talking with Dan Wolby from Liberty Reverse Mortgage and just a wealth of information on how we can better use our homes to help us stay independent, help us stay in our homes as we age. As you know, as our listeners on Senior Salute, it's our mission to help people live and die in a better way. And that can be by getting a reverse mortgage. All right. Thank you, Victoria. And thank you, Dan. A reminder, this has been Senior Salute on Business Radio X, brought to you by the estate and asset protection law firm of Victoria Collier. And we'll see you for the next episode right here on Business Radio X.